Welcome to another episode of the Advantage Podcast, sponsored by Century 21 Advantage Realty. This podcast is co-hosted by Adam Gullett and Jane Plivchek. On this podcast, we focus on providing you, the busy real estate agent, information, resources, and tips that will help you grow a thriving real estate business. On this episode of the Advantage Podcast, we interview Steve Robinson, principal broker and owner of Century 21 Advantage Realty. You're going to learn how he got the company started and how he helped grow it to the company that it is today. It's going to be a great interview. I hope you enjoy it. And thank you for tuning in. Let's just start off real quick, Steve. Uh, Give us just a quick synopsis of your journey into real estate, just kind of uh, how the company got started and where we are now. Yeah, well, uh, so just maybe a a short bio, uh, lifelong resident of Laurel County, uh, went to college in uh, Williamsburg at Cumberland College and uh, graduated with a political science and history degree and also uh, went through the ROTC program there. So right after um, college, I went into the active duty uh, army. Uh, and just before I went into active duty army, married my wife, Lisa. And uh, so we spent six years together uh, in the army and it was a great time. Spent three of those years in Germany. That was awesome. Uh, if anybody's been there, Stuttgart is where we were uh, stationed and uh, it was very awesome. And I, I like to say we, we had just gotten married, sent to Germany. So I like to say that we had a three year honeymoon in Europe courtesy yeah. of Harry. So <laughs> that, that was pretty cool. Uh, get to do that. Yeah, pretty neat. Yeah, it, it was a neat experience. If you've not been to Europe, you need to, when all this mess clears up, do that. That should be a bucket list. I, you won't be disappointed. Anyway, got back, uh, got out of the military in uh, January of 92. Uh, my father had uh, had his real estate license since the early 70s, and I like to say he was flipping before it was called flipping. And uh, so he bought and sold property. He was basically a one man show. He had gotten his broker license. So uh, a a few events happened too long to tell now, but uh, I just said, Hey, I'll get my real estate license, see what I can do with it. And we sold as an independent firm, Robinson Realty uh, for about five years from 1992 to 1997. During that five year period, learning the business, trying to decide if that was what I wanted to do or not do. Uh, ultimately decided, hey, I think I can make a go of this, but if I do, I think we need to be a franchise. I think it's a franchise nation. Anywhere you find yourself, there's a franchise, whether it's a food chain, whether it's a hotel chain, gas station, uh, and and people have a comfort level with franchises. So they may not know Steve, but they know Century 21, of course. So uh, trying to make this part quick is I I researched every existing franchise that there was known uh, at the time. A few new ones uh, since then, but uh, most of the big ones uh, were around then. And uh, to me, Century 21 was the cream of the crop. And as it worked out, there was a, an availability. Uh, and I bought the franchise and started building it and uh, went from a, uh, you know, one agent 
situation to uh, where we are now. So, and I give the credit to the franchise and the Century 21 plus a little hard work applied. But uh, so as the story goes, 97 started Century 21 Advantage Realty and and, uh, moved to Somerset, I think along about, uh, I believe 2006. Uh, Summer or Richmond in 2010 opened in Danville in 12, Moorhead in 15, I believe it was, and uh, we have just opened this year in, in Lexington with a, a startup uh, there. So that's pretty much the journey. I'm still in the military, and uh, I, I switched from active duty obviously to the National Guard. Got 34 years of service with the military, 34 years of marriage to my wife. We've got a son and a daughter. Uh, a couple cats, a couple dogs, and uh, just living the dream. And to have the greatest group of agents that I know of anywhere. And I couldn't be prouder to serve as the broker of this great company. Yeah, that's well said, Steve. And uh, what a journey it's been. Uh, I, I have to say, I'm I'm honored to be a part of this now. Um, yeah. It's 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 definitely an honor to serve this company and serve you and and be a part of it. Um, I will say we've got a, an amazing group. Um, can't say enough. I wake up every day and look forward to my job. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. Yeah, it's an honor. Good story. Thank you, Steve. Uh, let's go roll into some questions here. We're going to start with just a, a just a simple little icebreaker question. Um, uh, so the, this one out here is just for fun. But uh, what app on your phone could you not go without? We all are tied to our phones. It's become the norm. So what app could you just, if you deleted it, you'd, you'd be in trouble. Yeah, it's hard to pick this one, I'll bet. Yeah. Um, one particular comes to my mind business, and I've got a few come to my mind for more uh, fun, if you will, uh, professional development and fun. But uh, doesn't the answer have to be Zoom? Uh, <laughs> in, uh, could it spell Zoom? <laughs> At this point, you're probably exactly right. <laughs> I mean, uh, how that has transformed life in general is. I think we would have gone insane without it. It's the only way we were able to see each other and talk to each yeah. other, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's totally absolutely true. So I would say my, my one word answer, one app, it, it'd have to be Zoom. I got a few others I could throw out there for fun if we've got the time. What are your second and third place ones? Well, yeah. fun is, uh, and I don't know if that might sound weird, but I, I, my podcast app. Yeah. Uh, typically, and of course this year has messed that up, but you know, typically I find myself driving to one of six places every day in a typical week pre-COVID and hopefully soon post-COVID world. Mm-hmm. and. I mean, telephone calls, I'm always listening to a podcast and any subject that you might be interested in, fun, work, professional development, growth, political, religious, it is there on a podcast and I, and I love listening to those. So that'd probably be my number two go-to. Uh, it, for fun, uh, I don't know uh, uh, if you know, I, I love music. Uh, I like Shazam. I don't know if you all have heard yeah, of that. Yeah, love Shazam. I love that uh, uh, hearing, hey, I know that song, but uh, when was that written or what are the lyrics or uh, what's the title, the artist and all that. That's pretty fun. Uh, I keep that handy. And uh, the last one I would say is uh, the Sky View. I don't know if any of you all are into uh, star watching, but uh, uh, my wife actually read an article to me um, 
yesterday that we're getting ready to see, I think December 21st, I believe it is, the, the Bethlehem star phenomenon. Uh, uh-huh. are going to be so closely aligned, it looks like one uh, uh, large star. So uh, that, that's pretty cool. Not too long ago, a few months ago, you could see all of the planets uh, uh, with the naked eye and that Starview app, you should download it. It, uh, it illuminates the sky. You, you put your um, phone up to the sky and it shows you what uh, star systems you're looking at. So that's a fun one. Uh, that is a fun one. Yeah, so I, I like that too. So. I was telling telling Adam, I think mine would be dot loop because, oh my goodness, (laughs) I mean, it's probably been the one we use the most. Yeah, that's excellent. That has to be on top for our ages for sure. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Keith Keith had just said showing time. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Yes. Well, and our MLS apps have been so convenient on our phone where we can send seller's disclosures to people and not have to print them and physically hand them anything, you know, just to be able to send that right there. Yeah. Yes. yes. Technology has been interesting. Uh, I'm in my 50s, 54 years old and seeing some of these technologies and trying to figure them out and embrace them compared to some young folks that don't it's intuitive it seems uh to them but uh you know i I just smile myself and many of you out there listening can probably identify it's like initial uh thought is reject every new technology i'm not doing it I don't understand it. <laughs> and and learning curves and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, it's like transformative to our life in a positive way. So, yeah, those are some great uh, throwouts there, folks. Uh, that oh, you well, there you go, Tracy, Amazon. <laughs> yes, oh, oh, my goodness, yeah. Oh, and yeah. me and the Amazon guy are buddies now. The dog doesn't even bark at him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That is right. That's awesome. That's so true. All right, that was fun. Let's go into the next one here, guys. Um, Dane, you got that one? Yeah. um, If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? That's a good one. I got the hard question to give you. Yeah, I I could come up with a good list uh, for y'all, but (laughs) 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 I'd say my one the most frustrating thing that I deal with personally, just give you a little bit of transparency uh, behind the uh, iron curtain, <laughs> is I am a warrior. I don't know, do we have other warriors out there? It is uh, my wife will tell you, is that, that is my one thing. I, I'm not negative. I, I am not a pessimist, but I am quick. I, I worry, worry, worry worry and I battle demon yes it's tough on probably this quiet hair that you see (laughs) (laughs) uh, yeah if I could remove that uh, I would I would I would take that away from myself but uh, it's part I guess part of who I am but I, I do battle that yeah, agents tell me a lot. There's this fear, the fear, you know, fear of mm-hmm. what you say to somebody, saying some, you know, this just the initial meeting with people. Yeah, it's good. You know, I, you ever I've done this before, and it's it's sad. But if you walk through a cemetery, you ever, you ever think like, how many of those people uh, didn't accomplish what they could have accomplished because of fear yeah. and even worry? And and you just kind of walk that that cemetery and just think, like, man. There's a lot of opportunity we are all living right now. And in spite of 2020, 
we are all alive and are able to do a lot of things right now. And I think we don't want to take that for granted. And I'm guilty of all of those things. I first admit, absolutely true. Yeah, me too. And, and the frustration of not being able to do what you normally do is, is difficult. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, I say there are a lot of us out there that are. Yeah. It's a battle. It's a battle. It is right here. <clears throat> it is. So, uh, Steve, here's the next one for you. When you think of success, who comes to mind and why? Um, I would, uh, what comes to my mind is maybe more of a, a, a category rather than a specific person. But uh, I, I think of success doing what you love to do and getting an income from that. To me, um, and, I, and I do love what I do, even though I have worry with it and it has been very good to me, but uh, I would think success to me would mean being able to make a living out of something that you love to do. Mm. You know, you think of artisans uh, who are, you know, being paid for their craft, carpenters who are skilled and getting paid for that. Uh, sales folks who love interacting with people and have found a way to, you know, hey, my one strongest suit is uh, communication and I'm able to uh, translate that through sales into an income. I, I think that is a good place to be in life. And we all know probably of people who uh, are, uh, you know, I, I think of the, uh, the, the, maybe the mule on the wheel grinding the grain. Yes. Oh, that's all they've got to look forward to, and just the demeanor of those people. And we probably all know those, uh, some mm -hmm. of those folks that uh, life is a drudgery. You hate every moment of everything that you're doing and can't wait uh, for it to end. Uh, to me, that is sad. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I, I, find what you love to do and figure out a way to get it done. Love that. It's good. Yeah. That's good. So Steve, what do you think your unique skill is that's helped you become so successful? Uh, I, I would think that you care so much. You know, you were talking about worrying. I think you worry because you care so much. Yeah, I would say uh, I, I will have. To, I, I am not uh, knocking myself here at, at all. I'm not trying to, you know. Uh, have fake humility or whatever, but, but honestly, and I've seen this demonstrated, I've had other folks from other industries that come into our company and have honestly validated this, but I, I hope that I am, and I hope everyone listening can see is, I think being kind to people, honestly, mm -hmm. uh, being nice, simply being nice to people uh, and showing that you uh, value them and that you appreciate them and if you're an agent on our show listening today, if you have not felt that from me, I'm sorry, because it is my mission to make sure you do know that you are appreciated. And the fact that you're part of this company, uh, it, I appreciate that uh, sincerely. And um, my striving, uh, or my motivating uh, is to uh, ratify, empower, to lift up, to be kind, to be nice. And I've had many people from different industries, again, that have come in and just talking about, my goodness, if my so-and-so boss, superior, whatever, would just say thank you once mm -hmm. in a while. 
you know, to me, it's so foreign. I can't imagine not being appreciative. But I would say that's probably a defining um, skill, personality trait, or whatever. A couple of other things come to my mind is uh, you know, I, I tend to be calm and not overreactive. Uh, I have the ability to be people's um, you know, maybe a little bit of whipping post but uh, to allow people to empty their feelings out <laughs> you're, you're the rock. yeah think of it as the rock rather than the post yes yes so uh, I, I don't get angry quickly I'm very slow to get upset or angry and obviously in our line of work is you honestly yeah. you deal with people who are upset and angry all, all yeah. the time they're yes. dealing biggest purchase or sell of the biggest uh, item that they will ever deal with. Uh, the emotions run high. And, and I, I do think my calm demeanor, which is just, it's not something I created, it's just who I am, mm -hmm. uh, maybe has uh, helped me uh, navigate and build what we have built to this point. Uh, that's well said, I would agree. I think, I think who you are, your character, your nature, um, that ability has actually absolutely helped for sure. Yeah. You're approachable. You're approachable. Yeah, try to be. So, um, Steve, what advice would you give someone that is wanting to pursue a career in real estate? Um, I would say is you, you need to think in terms of uh, long-term uh, military, we'd say strategic versus tactical. Um, Real estate is a long-term proposition. Is uh, it, and and we all know of you know people who dip their toe in it, experiment with it, uh, uh, come and go, and and but those who are truly successful in it, you can see even if they have early success, the truly successful folks, you can see that you know they've been in it five years, ten years, fifteen, twenty, thirty years. It it is a, a strategic process. Um, you have to have a lot of stick to mm. uh, There's lots of ups and downs and challenges, and it's a roller coaster ride. Uh, maybe emotionally, financially, uh, it, it strains uh, your senses in a way. So you have to have a, uh, a long-term career mindset. Uh, one thing that I would add, maybe a little bit selfishly here, is the most important thing an agent can do is select the right real estate company. Mm -hmm. Once you have found your right real estate company is to stay. Yeah. That's easy to say uh, from my standpoint and might be uh, follow on skeptical ears, but I, I'm sincere. Uh, and, and that is the best thing that you can do is find where you belong and stay there. And like a marriage, there's going to be good times and there's going to be bad times, but you need to remove, I had some conversations recently about this and I agree, remove divorce from the table. Mm, yes. Agree, hey, I've chosen the very best company. It's not going to be perfect, but I'm going to sink my roots. And I say this to our folks all the time. You look at long-term successful agents you know where they have been, where they sell real estate from. They've been there forever. Yeah. Identity. And I would challenge you all that needs to happen in your walk. Choose your company. Hope it's 
Century 21. But you need to sink roots and you need to stay there. Yeah, I, I never understood how an agent could go out in the public and say, whatever company I'm with, they're the best, we're great, we're fabulous. And then two weeks later say, well, I switched to this one because I, I didn't prefer that one, you know? And yeah. I think it's difficult for your clients to keep up with you if you're, you know, bouncing yeah, around. It is. And making rash decisions in business is never a good thing anyway. It's, um, you, you really need to think about every angle there. Um, if you're if you're at a brand and you're getting the support and the value you want, um, yeah, you're going to have rocks and some hills to get over together. But if you're getting that support, um, to think that the, the grass is greener on the other side is a is a risk because you're you're branding yourself. And um, so if that if the system's working and there's a lot of value there, you're actually risking more by by jumping ship like that. But then if you're not getting those things, like if you're if you're currently not receiving those benefits, then the longer you stay at those type of locations and you're not seeing the value back, then that's the risk. You have to reassess that part of your business as well. So if you're getting those benefits and you're getting that support and you're getting that help um, and it's providing value back to you to help grow your real estate business, then you're where you need to be. If you're not getting those things, then that's the time to either have communication with the people you work for or that's the time to start talking to other people. Right. I mean, that's kind of what's going on here. You're going for value. It's not about the splits and commissions. That's, you know, that's based on sales. But what you need to focus on is what brings the sales. Like how much help can you get? How much support can you get to bring the sales? Um, so, yeah, and like Stephen, with with Stephen, his success, you know, it 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 stems from him being happy and enjoying what he's doing. And so I, I think if you stay in one place, you kind of know what to expect if things are going well. You know, yeah. You're, you know, able to do that. So, Steve, can you think of any common myths about being a real estate agent, and and maybe ways you can debunk some of those myths? Yeah, that's uh, and thank you, Emily, um, for that comment. Um, probably tying into uh, you know, last bullet there. I guess the chief thing that comes to my mind as far as myths of the business is that it's easy, yeah. that it's a way to get rich quick. Mm -hmm. uh, we have had a few agents find success early, but uh, it, the most uh, typical agent will find that it takes a little while from entry into the business until uh, executing an income, and uh, and it takes work. It is not easy. It mm -hmm. is. Uh, it's a job. You have yeah. to work at it uh, to succeed at it. And uh, so that's probably common myths. I guess, honestly, being transparent. So, you know, Adam, you mentioned, uh, you know, commissions and jumping from one to the other. And of course, we're arguing, and I think correctly. So find a good place, stick there, and you will make more money regardless of what that commission number is. I believe that with everything in me. Well, we've seen and, it. Yeah. Many times. Uh, yeah. You, uh, folks, uh, Several of you all probably know, and we've talked about this before, Jared, James will set, tell you the same thing. Find a place where you like to be and you will make the most money there. Believe it. Uh, that being said, we have, in my opinion, a very lucrative commission um, opportunity, but it really frustrates me what, you know, the uh, in vogue um, uh, phrase or uh, terminologies or 
company models is you know the hundred percent model I won't get a whole lot into that but I would challenge any of you all if you get tempted call me call Adam is there is no such thing and it really just makes me so aggravated that uh, you know they try to dangle that you know you can earn everything that you uh, now we are all smart enough to know how business works business has to maintain profitability to stay in business so I'll leave it there but that's one of my aggravations and I think that would fall under the myth category there's a whole lot more to the story there so mm -hmm. it's true you can make a really good lucrative even income through real estate but you're going to do it through hard work and application of skill sets through a franchise typically uh, to hit the most that's what the statistics say you want to be part of a franchise large growing company uh, yeah. what the friend the statistics statistics say about making the most money as an agent in this industry so you know we hope yeah. to mirror that and embody that that brings up a myth that you know some agents think if they're with a large company they're competing with all the agents that are in their company and that somehow they'll make less but that's that's kind of really a myth too isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. Those that say just the opposite. Honestly, they say that you need to be in a large, growing company, and you'll make more. Yeah, each individual agent makes more the bigger their company is, right? Isn't that what the stats are? Absolutely, that's exactly what they reflect. I mean, you're competing against most realtors anyway. Yeah, uh, you're better off to have them in your office and having that conversation with Alec right then and there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, find it. Uh, easy Rocky had something to say. <laughs> hey, thank you. Rocky. <laughs> Thank you, Deb. Thank you. <laughs> so um, we're going to wrap this up, this segment at least, with one more question, Steve. And I, I call this our signature question because I think answering this question is, is kind of significant because we all are faced with multiple decisions in our life, right? And there's sometimes there's certain decisions that lead us down roads that we might not have wanted to do. And there's ones that we make that lead us down the road we absolutely want to be on. So this question is in regards to that. What is the one decision? That you put on the that that put you on the course to where you are now. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, lots of um, things come to my mind. Probably the single biggest would be my decision to exit the military. Uh, I was at uh, six years uh, active duty and. Uh, you all probably know you can do 20 years as an active duty military and retire. And I was, I was one enlistment period away from being over, you know, halfway over that 20 years. And I made the decision to get out, get off mm -hmm. of active duty. And that I, I would have to say that decision directly led to me getting into the real estate business. I, I would have to uh -huh. say, you know, I, I would think through that process of uh, what comes to my mind, honestly, is just many of the decisions I've made, places I've gone, things I've done, and, you know, just uh, those that are in my life that help direct my path. And, you know, I have to shout out to my wife, Lisa, for uh, helping, uh, you know, empower me and bolden me and help me make decisions. I've already revealed to you that I am a warrior which you, if you are that, that can become, if you don't overcome it, trap you in a place of fear that you don't do anything. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And, uh, I would have to probably, and I'm just saying, you know, I could say that where I am now too is because of my fantastic wife, Lisa, who has helped me, you know, uh, through all of these decisions.